We're on live already, so we are just super stoked to have you. Hey guys, welcome once again to Leveling Up with Brigham Black. I have my great friend, my mentor, one of the, the cream of the crop uh, in our, our business, Mr. Bob Tierney on the line today. Uh, I love this in in your intake form. You're like, I was like, okay, so tell me why it is that it would be good for you to have uh, have you on my podcast. He's like, because I'm Bob Tierney. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. So Bob, how are you doing today? Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey. Well, Bob, tell us a little bit about your background for those of us that that don't know you. I know I most of us online know you right now, but I would love to hear what's your background. Tell us why we need to listen to you. Well, my background is I got started uh, in construction as my, you know, entry into real estate investing way back in 1989. Mm. And I had had a couple of years of working in factories after high school, punching a clock. And um, I just wasn't the kind of guy to work inside. I, when I find, when I got my opportunity to, you know, start working in construction, uh, I just fell in love with it. And I had taken a lot of shop classes in high school. And uh, I think it's a shame they're taking our shop classes out of our high schools. That's yeah. something as adults, we need to work together to make sure our, you know, our children have an opportunity to learn how to use their hands and use tape measures. And, yeah. you know, I took uh, drafting and I took uh, woods, metals, auto shop, small engines, um, you know, just I never took a study hall. I just thought that was a waste of time. I might as well learn something. So that's kind of how I got started. And uh, in in my construction career, I had a opportunity to work in a city called Oak Park, Illinois, mm -hmm. which is famous for Frank Lloyd Wright's home and studio. And it was so cool. I know it was dark out, uh, Brigham, but when you came yeah. to Chicago and hung out with me for a week, it was so cool to take you there, just see some of the just majestic homes that back in the 90s were selling for you know, between a hundred and five hundred thousand, and today those houses are worth, you know, between a million and three million. It's just amazing to see the the gentrification of that city. Wow, I love that. So you you got into this uh, this field because you were not only a great contractor, right, but you had this this desire to work with your hands. And one of the things that I love about about your story is you were able to make this shift from general contractor into real estate investor. Do you want to kind of walk us through a little bit of that process? What what was that like for you to, to make that shift from a, a trades to going and helping run a, an enterprise? So it started, I wanted to go to college at a high school, but I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And my parents made too much money for me to get student aid, but not enough money for me to go. And that was the story of many, many kids out there in the world. And uh, so it, when I was in the trades, I was always told if I needed the, if I was going to really make anything of myself, I would need to go to college. And um, at 25 years old, I decided, you know what, it's time. And I decided to move to Oak Park because Oak Park is uh, the, the elevated, the green line comes to Oak Park that takes you to the city. And I could get downtown Chicago and I started looking for colleges and I chose DePaul University because it was downtown. And so I moved to Oak Park in 1995 and I put myself through college doing construction work because I could make, you know, 20, 25 dollars an hour, uh, which was better money than most of the kids were making in college. 
and <clears throat> and uh, I could put myself through school. I studied entrepreneurship strategy and computer science, and I had always loved computers. My mother had bought me one in 1983, so <laughs> showing my age a little bit. But um, when I in 1999, and this is truly what got me into doing building a construction company, uh, I got a job in uh, in corporate America with my new education, making 108 thousand a year, and that I had, you know, I had, you know, like the heavens opened up and you know the light shined down on me that I got a job. I wasn't getting dirty every yeah. day. I bought my first suit. I bought a briefcase. Like I was, I had arrived. And uh, seven months after I got my dream job, I walked into work and 22 people got laid off and I was one of them. I got escorted to the door by a security guard. It was pretty humiliating. And I had looked, I looked for work, but the millennium bug had been cured. And uh, for, for you young people, you probably don't remember what that was, but the world was going to end because the dates on the computers were two, two digits and it was near 1999. And when they changed to 2000, you know, mayhem was going to happen. And so all these IT professionals were hired to cure this. And now is the year 2000. All these IT professionals flooded the market. My best offer with my new education was only 40 grand a year. And, you know, I could make more than that pushing a paintbrush or with a tool belt strapped around my waist. So I went back in the trades basically yeah. for a need to pay my bills. My daughter was born in 1989. So at that time she was, you know, 10 years old, turning 11. Mm -hmm. And as I got back into the trades, I happened to get a job for a real estate investor. And that investor had me, I helped him rehab five properties in Oak Park and River Forest. The fifth one he moved into. And that was that was one of those moments in my life where a guy the same age as I am is moving into an $850,000 house. And I'm living check to check working for him. And then another investor did a bought a 13 bedroom, seven bathroom home built in 1893 that was bought for 375 rehab for 1.1 million. And upon it, the project took three years. Upon completion, that property appraised for 2.2 million. Then he didn't sell it. He rented it out for $10,000 a month, which made him about 5,000 a month in positive cash flow. I didn't even make that much working full time at that point in my in my career. And so I said, all right, somebody's going to teach me real estate. What does he know that I don't know and how do I learn it? And that was around 2003 when I had that experience and I just became a sponge, you know, looking for real estate groups and programs. I read books. I went to real clubs and whatever. I did all that stuff uh, back in 2003. And then uh, I met the organization that, you know, really altered the course of my life in 2006. That's so awesome. Now, one of the things that uh, that was impressed upon me when I when I was around you for this week, because uh, I went to Chicago with him and we got to have an awesome time working on a Victorian home. It's your dream home, man. It's so cool. I, I love I love that. I learned words like chateauans, which I'd never even heard of before. <laughs> he just taught me this uh this uh this way to appreciate craftsmanship that i'd never had it's just next level and one of the things i, I appreciate about i appreciate about you is the attention to detail so talk to us a little bit about how uh your experience uh with our our community has has helped you pay attention to the details 
Well, it started, it started, my attention to detail started having the honor and privilege of working for a very high level construction company, uh, JC Roofing in Oak Park. And he was doing some of the largest, most exquisite homes in the, in the city. And uh, when you work on a million dollar house, there's just a level of attention to detail that's expected and required. And for example, we didn't even start roofing the first couple days of a project. We spent the first couple days preparing the property to have its roof torn off. We would build these elaborate, you know, structures that would protect the plants and the house, house and everything, so that when we did tear off the roof, it didn't damage anything. And um, and then uh, in the wintertime, they had a friend who was a uh, interior plaster repair expert and painting expert that was basically doing all of the plaster repair inside these homes built at the turn of the century. And the first couple days were spent, you know, preparing the sidewalk. We'd protect the sidewalk so it didn't get dirty. Uh, we'd tarp off every single plastic off every single carpet, piece of stair staircase, the walls, prep everything to make sure that nothing got damaged with dust. And then the work itself is exceptionally meticulous. And so having those experiences in my in my 20s, you know, although at the time was such a pain in the butt, um, but it was so such a great let some such great lessons in the difference between a quality craftsmen and construction company that cares about the experience that their customers have and ones that that don't and our company would got we never advertised it was all word of mouth because of the level of attention to detail that we had in our business and i just you know learned how to become a very meticulous painter as you got to <laughs> have that experience helping me paint uh 1905 victorian I, I love that. Now, let's talk about how how when you are uh, are actually in the middle of a project, and you're like, man, this is something that would be valuable. It's like transferable to other people. But when you're in the middle of a project, how do you keep all these parts together? Because I know you've you've been been able to see the process for so many years. It might just come a little easy, but how do you keep things together and organized? What what are some of your strategies? Um. So one of my <laughs> one of the first things I I learned was I'm not very organized, and I also don't like getting up and down, uh, you know, on my knees and up again, on my knees and up again. So I would set tables out to, and I literally have fifteen work tables, and I would set them out. And that way I could manage all of the pieces or parts or preparation of things, you know, while I'm standing vertically instead of getting down on my knees. You know, I watch guys, you know, use table saws on the floor, chop boxes on the floor, and I am way lazier than that. <laughs> so I, I, I will I will take the time to set my job site up so that I can, you know, be organized. And um I just learned also sorting things in the bins is very, uh, is very helpful. And, uh, you know, you got to see my basement and I have just bins, shelves and bins of everything's 
as organized as it can be uh, yeah. when you have a lot of stuff to deal with. And what I love about this is this type of organization, this type of saying, hey, this is where this goes and it has a home, uh, that that resonates with with business. That resonates with like the way you do your taxes. There's there's so many little transferable skills that you you learn in the trades that that start to help you in other elements of your life, like that attention to detail, how you organize, how you keep on on track, uh, how you source source materials like and be resourceful. Uh, I I just respect the heck out of you. You've got such a great attention to detail. And one of the the things that I want to talk about today specifically for our podcast was this idea of who are you being such that all your dreams can come true? Who are you being such that uh, whatever it is you wanted to accomplish, you can drill down and accomplish? And maybe how your background is being able to help you become who you're supposed to be. So let's, let's talk about this. When you hear this idea of who are you being, what comes top of mind to you? Well, the thing that comes top of mind is why is the experience of learning that concept. And one of the things that's really interesting when when somebody says, you know, the 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 people that go through some of the biggest challenges, it is through the challenges that we have that we then become open-minded. We then become coachable. So you know, I had gotten engaged when I was uh, 25 years old and my fiance and I moved in together when I moved, when we moved to Oak Park for, for me to go to college. And about seven months after that, uh, we moved in together. I had come home from school and she was packing her stuff and moving out. And um, let me turn this phone down here. And um, and it was, uh, it was devastating. And it was one of my instructors one of my instructors at DePaul University that noticed something was wrong. And she came up to me and said, hey, uh, Mr. Tierney, I want you to stay after class. All the other kids leave and there's like 150 kids in the room. And she comes up to me, she looks me right in the eye. She goes, you're my best student. You haven't said a word in a month. You haven't turned in any of your homework. What is going on with you? And I just lost it. I just started bawling. I was so embarrassed. Right. I'm like, I'm like 27 years old. She had two doctorate degrees, my instructor, but before she was 26, the head of the department. And here I am a blubbering idiot going, you know, crying about my uh, circumstances. She says, let's get a cup of coffee. And we went downstairs, got a cup of coffee. And she said, so what's going on? And I went on to explain all the stuff and situations I was, I was dealing with. And she's like, well, until you understand her perspective, until you understand, right, what what it what she was facing, right, with the prospect of uh, of being engaged to and marrying you, until you understand who you are being, such that she is bailing, you're never going to have a successful relationship with her or any other any other person for that, any other uh, woman for that matter. And that was a I'll never forget that conversation. That was a kick in the gut because. In my head, right, I was doing every single thing I could to get myself through school and work and make money and, and all the things I had to do, but um, I didn't have that perspective. And she introduced me to the world of personal growth work, of um, coursework on, you know, where our perspective comes from and our interpretation and, you know, how do people that have, you know, traumatic challenges and traumatic experiences in their life, how do they overcome them? 
And uh, I got introduced to that world. And I'm so grateful that I got introduced to the world of personal growth work because in uh, 1997, I started that journey and um, I mended the relationship with my fiance. And uh, we just celebrated our 18th year wedding anniversary. That's so awesome. And so when you when you start to dig into how did I become who I am? Where where did the neural pathways in my mind get created in the first place? How do I perceive the world? Do I perceive the world like a victim and everything happens to me? Or do I understand and realize that I have the capacity to understand that I'm I've created my perspective. I get to choose my perspective. I get to choose what I believe I'm capable of. I get to choose and declare what the future is and then step up to how, if I say that I want to make a million dollars in real estate, for example, mm-hmm. right? Who do I need to become in order for that to actually become a reality? And it's one of the, it's one of the most important aspects of becoming successful in life is taking responsibility for who I'm being mm-hmm. in every given situation, including how I perceive and react to uh, every situation and circumstance that happens around me. That. That's that's wisdom speaking right there. That, guys, if you can hear that. It's, sometimes we don't realize who we're being unless we take the time to ponder and to step back and, and actually analyze what our, our choices are, are starting to create in those consequences. So, Bob, tell us a little bit about how you discovered this uh, this opportunity and what it has done for you. Uh, with with Renatus, tell us a little bit about that whole background, because I mean you've you've done very well in this direct sales industry. And I'm so proud to be able to call you my friend. Well, first of all, you know when when I when I did the real estate investment project, mm-hmm. and you know realized that this investor made seven hundred thousand dollars in profit on the real estate deal. Um, I became very interested in learning about real estate investing. And so I became open-minded, right? And one of the things I learned in my personal growth journey was I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know that I don't know it, right? I know what I know and I know what I don't know, but I don't know what I don't know. And there's so many things that... We just don't know that we don't know. And we, when we get very interested in that, when we when we start to open our mind and open our heart up to other people's perspectives, other people's journeys, other people's lives that they lived, right? We stop being so skeptical. And I was a very skeptical person, uh, you know, in, 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 over the years, because I had seen a lot of crazy things come through Chicagoland and you know, I had gotten invited to a job interview and three hours later, I I find out it's a multi-level marketing company, which I might have been interested in had they been straightforward, forthright, upfront and told me the truth. So I kind of had a bad taste in my my mouth of the world of direct sales or multi-level marketing or network marketing. Um, but <clears throat> I had answered an advertisement about real estate investment and got on the phone with a man who invited me to come down to a meeting. Now the meeting was at a hotel. I was super skeptical. And he's and this is what he said to me. He goes, Listen, 
you're a remodeling contractor. How many houses have you worked on where the owners made more than you? And I'm like, oh, all of them, right? <laughs> and he said, he said, leave your checkbook and credit card at home and come down to the meeting and check our group out. I'll invite you and your wife to come out to a free real estate workshop. I'd like you to be my guest. There's no pressure. And if you like what we have to offer, great. And I had witnessed so many people that houses I had worked on. So I didn't hear that you could make money in real estate from an infomercial, right? I, I didn't go to a seminar. I worked for investor after investor after investor, right? Homeowner after homeowner after homeowner in Oak Park and River Forest. Some of the most exquisite houses in all of all of the, the world, much less the state of Illinois. And so that uh, that invitation, right, by this gentleman who brought me down uh, to uh, have a uh, this experience, I went to a free real estate workshop, and it was life changing. Why? Because I didn't. I had never heard of the term short sale. Now everybody's heard the term today because we went through two thousand and eight. But in two thousand six, very few people had ever heard the term that weren't in the business or in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I learned why short sales are negotiated. Why it's in the bank's best interest to negotiate a discount on the behalf of the mortgage. I understood right that I could buy a house and have an exclusive opportunity to make an offer on that property. I understood why the uh, Federal Reserve works the way that it does and why it's in a bank's best interest to negotiate that. And rather than take somebody through the foreclosure process, it blew my mind. And the gentleman that invited me because the program was a, a direct sales organization, right? He earns it, earns income by, by bringing me down. And if I'm inspired to buy the program, he makes a commission. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, wow, that's a scam. But oh, but as I as he spent time with me, as he answered my questions, as he helped me to make decisions about whether this would be a good program for me or not, right? He was the one that helped me to overcome my fears, overcome my skepticism, and actually invest in a uh, beginning real estate course that literally altered the course of my life forever. I'm so grateful because of his skills, because of the master, how masterful he was in helping deal with me and my skepticism that he helped me overcome it. And what I realize is this world of direct sales. And let's just talk about it for a minute. Mm -hmm. What are some of the industries that are that uh, are examples of direct sales? Well, real estate agent is a direct sales professional. So if I want to buy a house and I I um I need to have my questions answered, I want somebody that's skilled, I want somebody that's knowledgeable, is a real estate agent worth the commissions that they earn to help me make better decisions about and negotiate by the buying or selling of a property? Absolutely. They're absolutely worth their 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 earnings. How about a mortgage professional? A mortgage professional is going to get all of my data of all of my income, my tax returns, my social security number. We're going to go through all of the different, what I can afford or not. That is a very um, important direct sales profession. Insurance is another industry that, man, we have questions about health insurance. There's so many variables. We need to have professionals that understand what to what advice to give us. You know, I think the challenge with the real estate investment education industry is the 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 gurus, right, that fly around the country making more money selling education than they do in real estate, right? 
they there's a lot of um scamminess around it which is what i discovered I, I looked for real estate trading for three years before I met the guy that introduced me to this program. And I had felt it was scammy. I had felt I had gotten taken advantage of. But when I had gotten my questions answered, I got, you know, about uh, four months. I met him in January. I didn't even buy my beginning course till April. The value that I received from him, he was absolutely worth the uh, commission that he earned from my joining the program. And uh, he became one of my mentors and one of the people that has made the biggest difference in my life. Mm. So I am, I have my perspective now of direct sales shifted. And I, I love direct sales today because what an amazing opportunity for somebody to get into an industry with very low risk and low cost and get the kind of training and mentorship to become an entrepreneur and business owner yourself. And, um, you know, after five years at DePaul University studying entrepreneurship strategy, I got more real world education, training and development uh, with a uh, education course on how to make money in real estate and entrepreneurship and the training and direct sales that I received than I did in all of the years going to a tra traditional school. And if if you don't mind, what what would be the thing that you said made the biggest difference in that shift when you when you recognized oh i went 5 years and the education was was good there but the practical application that you had from from this direct sales industry what was the the aha moment for you that that let you realize wow this is actually helping me be who i want to be rather than just college college costs 100,000 200,000 dollars yeah, you don't have a specific method of how to get that investment back, mm -hmm. besides going and getting a job and working for a company and building up your resume and building up your degrees and getting your MBA or whatever. And this, the 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 collegiate institution, which is I don't regret my education at all, but it is designed to help companies create you know get employees. That's how it was designed by. And there's, and it's not, it's not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but as a, as a person interested in becoming a business owner, if I work with people who have actually made a million dollars, for example, in a business yeah. versus learning the theory about it, am I more likely to learn how to make a million dollars myself? And so in my experience, learning from practitioners learning from people who had actually accomplished what it is that I wanted to accomplish, right? The guy that mentored me in direct sales had made over a million dollars in direct sales. He's a great mentor, right? He taught me exactly what I needed to do so that I could make my first million in direct sales, right? The guy, the guy that taught me fix and flips, right? They had made many millions of dollars in fix and flipping. So I got my education on how to flip houses from people who had actually made right? Money flipping houses. Yeah. And I think that is the, the, the biggest shift, the biggest breakthrough, the biggest aha moment, right? Is right. If you want to learn something, right? Learn something from somebody who's actually accomplished what it is that you'd like to accomplish yourself. And that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of great coursework. And I, like I said, I don't regret my education, but when it came time for me to start learning how to make real money, Right. I um I was attracted to practitioner instructors 
And the other aspect of direct sales is from many reasons. Number one, direct sales professionals make a difference in the world, right? The only way I earn income is by helping other people. And I love that aspect of my business. It is the most rewarding aspect of my business. The only way I make money in real estate is by providing value of some type, right? Creating win-win-win scenarios in real estate. And we've done, you know, foreclosure and short sale fix and flips. You want to talk about a rewarding experience, right? One of my customers hadn't paid her mortgage in over two years, owed $350,000 on that mortgage because of the arrears, which is the interest that she didn't pay added to the principal, which grew her principal balance uh, crazy beyond the value of the property. We were able to take the, uh, to have the bank take 196000 for a property that was owed three fifty, right? Which sounds crazy. Like, why would a bank do that? Well, because the alternative is the bank has to take her through foreclosure. So it costs a bank money, right? $56,000 on average to take a property through foreclosure. So we were able to stop the foreclosure, negotiate the discount on the payoff of the mortgages. I paid, I paid her to clean the house put a dumpster in the driveway and said, if you clean it, we'll pay it 3,500. It was in pretty bad shape. So that was a good deal for me. And we bought her appliances for $4,000. She was able to leave that real estate situation after not paying, living there for free, not paying her mortgage for over two years with $7,500. She literally broke down and wept with gratitude. We rehabbed that property and the rehab itself took about 16 days. Uh, the house next door was on the market for 350. We put a sign in the yard at sold it in five days for 285. So we generated almost $70,000 in revenue on a short sale. The, the person who owns the property can't legally profit from it. So I had to figure out a way to get her money, buying her appliances, paying her to clean, et cetera. But um, you know, we created a win-win-win scenario and made almost $70,000 on a 16-day remodeling project that as a contractor, I would have made what, three or 4,000 bucks? And so learning about how to provide value in the world of real estate, help people that are in trouble, those are the things that made the biggest difference. And that real estate deal made far, far more than the education cost. Yeah. And that's what I love about learning about a specific business model, right? If I, yes, the education is an investment, but can I take this education? Can I take what I've learned and can I make my money back, right? And what are the ways that I can make it back? And, you know, the organization that we're a part of has such a plethora of different methods of making money that, you know, just takes one real estate deal to make the investment in the education back if you actually do what they teach. I just happen to be one of the people that did. I, I love that. You, you are one of the people that not just did it once. That's the thing is, yeah, you can, you know, earn your money back in one one deal, but it's not just earning your money back. It's how do I give back and help other people along the way? I, I love this idea of, you know, bringing people along for the, for the journey, not just saying, Hey, you go and you climb that mountain. You're like, Hey, I'm climbing this mountain. You want to come with me? I, I gotta, I gotta share. There was a moment. Like I really got, yeah. and it was, it was my mentor who mentored me, right? And he, you know, his best year was 1.6 million. So he, he did really well. And I'm so grateful. I had the opportunity to work with him. But um, I had come to a meeting and I was by myself and I had done this real estate uh, real estate deal and we made about 22,000 in four weeks. It was my first deal. It was uh, in the, the construction aspect of it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, how come, you know, how come you're here by yourself? You don't have any guests here tonight. I'm like, well, you know, I've been kind of busy. And he says, uh, didn't you just do a real estate deal? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, how, you know, how, how long did it take? I'm like, oh, the construction took about four weeks. And how much money did you make on that? I'm like, oh, about 22,500, something like that. He goes, and um, have you ever made that much before? I'm like, no, no, never had made that much before. And he said, so you're not sharing this with anybody. Don't you think that's kind of selfish? And it was a kick in the gut. Oh, and he was right. You know how many years I dreamed of, right? Doing real estate. I finally did my first real estate deal, right? I made more money on that and that month of work than I ever had in my entire life. And his perspective was so powerful because the truth in my heart is that there's too many people that have made $20,000 in a month. They're not helping others. They're not mentoring others. They're not sharing their their experiences. They're not helping other people to become successful themselves. A lot of the wealthy people in the world have made their money on the backs of, at the expense of the employees that helped them get there. And that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate still, right? 18 years later, so passionate about what we do in this business of direct sales is because I have the opportunity to share my life, my experiences. I had the opportunity to train and mentor and coach people. I had the opportunity to help people overcome their fears and their skepticism, right? And help help them become successful in their lives. There is no more rewarding thing that I've ever done in my life than help somebody else become successful. And there's story after story after story after story of people in this community that we have had the opportunity to bless their lives. And... Um, it is an honor and privilege, sincerely, right? To be able to, you know, help other people, just like so many people help me. It's not one, right? There's so many people that have contributed to my life. It's an honor for me to contribute to others. And I think there should be more organizations like this one in the world that stand for what we do. I, I love that. And this idea of, of being willing to contribute even if it's a little inconvenient at times, when when it means the most is is what matters. Like you think about how uh, you're talking about Chad Wade, well, your mentor, when he came in and he's like, man, isn't that a little selfish to not share? Sometimes we need those kicks in the butt to be able to, to let other people know what is changing within us. Sometimes we don't even recognize how how much change has happened if we aren't willing to share with other people, if we only keep it to ourselves. Yeah. We're making these, these shifts in our business, in our life, in our, in all these different elements. But if we're not willing to open up and share with others, there, there's a part of ourselves that we don't, uh, don't get to express. So I know you've been, been doing calls and giving back to our community, not just like a couple dozen times, but over 2000 times. What, what number of call were you on the, uh, today just curious <laughs> today's number 2613 2613 i was on two days ago and i was just like <laughs> so inspiring if you want to hear more from bob tierney he has not only gone and done these calls you also record them as well which i think is so so awesome to provide that level of service and support 
some people come into a, an industry and they think, oh, I'm I'm going to be a solopreneur. I don't have other people I can rely on. But when you have access to to mentors of this this quality, like Bob, totally changes your perspective on what's possible. Tell us a little bit uh, of your experience elevating your friends, elevating your associations, Bob. How how did that change everything for you? Having associations with Chad, with Bob Snyder, with all these different individuals that have made such an impact on you. <laughs> I'll never forget, you know, like the first meeting or a training with, uh, you know, that I went to with Bob Snyder and at some point he's like listen if you hang out with four broke people you're likely to be the fifth <laughs> and uh i had i had never really thought about the gravity of who i had surrounded myself with right the the influence the perspective the mindset and you know my customers were wealthy but they weren't i was their contractor they weren't they weren't in a hurry to help me. They they want they liked me working for 25 bucks an hour. My real estate investor customers, they weren't in a hurry to help me learn how to be an investor because mm -hmm. they were getting very wealthy by me with a tool belt strapped around my way. So they were not of the mindset of abundance to help mentor and train and teach others. Um, the saying, you can have everything you want in your life if you can help enough other people get what they want is such a, like, that should be written on a post-it note and posted everywhere you can see it. Yeah. Because it is, every great business that has become successful is built on that exact thing, right? Why did Microsoft become a multi-billion dollar company? Because we love Windows, we love PowerPoint, we love Word, we love Outlook, we love Excel, right? <clears throat> Xbox, right? All of it. Yeah, Adobe. I mean, we could just go on and on about all the companies that we know and love. Apple's the first trillion dollar company. Why? They make products people love. And it's it is if I want to change my life, I have to be a provider of value to others that is profitable to be that. So how can I provide value to people? How can I help other people? And getting around people, right? I had a, the dichotomy of perspective is so interesting people that have a abundance mindset and we're going to make millions of dollars by helping the world and people that have a scarcity mindset right oh there's only enough there's only so much there's limited resources there's limited money i've got to save i've got to be selfish i've got to take care of myself and i'm so grateful that i met somebody that had a abundance mindset and he looked me in the eye right the most profound conversation of my life he said, Bob, how much do you make? I said, I'll make about 70 grand this year. It was January, so 06, 18 years ago. And he said, how much, how many hours a week do you work? And I'm like, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Bob, listen to me. And I'm saying this to all of you. You could easily be making a half a million dollars or more a year. You're, you're running a construction company. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm all ears. Right? Coach me, I'm coachable. He said, if you want to make a half a million dollars a year, you have to quit making 70,000 bucks a year because the 70,000 bucks a year that you're making is taking up all your time. You need to quit your job and buy your time back. Mm -hmm. And I said, Chad, my daughter is 15 years old. I cannot quit my job. 
He said, I don't want you to quit it yet, but I want you to replace your trade, your time for dollar income with a different type of income, right? There's many types of income that you can earn as an affiliate commission income, override income, right? Is a real estate investor, Airbnb, short-term rental income, right? VRBO, furnish finder, right? I can do, uh, buy an apartment building. I can hire a general contractor and rehab properties. I can raise capital. I can do all kinds of things in real estate that I'm not trading my time for dollars. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what the best thing you have going for you? I said, what's that? He goes, you only make 70 grand a year. That's nothing. That 32 year old man was making 70,000 a month. And I'm so grateful that I had gotten myself and introduced myself, got introduced to somebody that had that perspective. Mm because that conversation changed my life because just like that that's the answer i have to stop trading my time for dollars and adding revenue streams that have leverage in them and so that's the only thing i focused focused on right from when i was working full time i i listened to my training while driving my truck i uh, listened, I got a cd player and put it on the job site instead of listening to led zeppelin again <laughs> we we listened to real estate education. Right. And in about three months of listening to the coursework that I had bought, I learned more about real estate than anybody I had ever met in my life, including my real estate agent uh, agents in my life, right? Because they don't teach real estate investing in real estate agents. Hmm. And so um, it was profound getting around the right people, getting around the right community, getting around the right mindset, getting around other people. And I had that conversation in about March of 2006. I quit my job by December. And between November of 06 and December of 2008, I made my first million dollars in uh, the industry of direct sales, 26 months. And that is, guys, I'm for, it, it, I'm forever grateful because it didn't only change my life financially, but it changed my understanding of what money really is, right? Money is a byproduct of the difference that you make, the people that you serve, the problems that you solve, the value that you provide. And if you're not making enough money in your life, find a way to make, to provide more value to more people. And, um, not only do you change your life, you'll change theirs too. I love that. It's so true. Money is just a byproduct of the value we're creating in the world. I I know in the last few minutes we have here, I I would love to hear advice that you would give yourself 20 years ago. If you could say, hey, little Bobby, listen to me. I, I've got the wisdom. Here's what you need to do. What would you tell yourself to wrap it up here? Take better care of yourself, right? Drink green, get it, get a Vitamix blender and drink green smoothies, which is kale and spinach and lettuce and berries every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, cut out the, you know, spend less time uh, partying and having fun and doing more time studying and educating yourself, building a portfolio of rental properties that'll take care of you for the rest of your life so that you can have more time to do the things that you love. You know, the uh, today we live in a day and an age that is amazing. 
in in the same time that education is easily available, I can watch videos on YouTube until I'm blue in the face. Getting around a community of people who are like-minded, who have accomplished the things that you want to is so important because we can get information, but we're not sure what to do with it. Yeah. Um, get started sooner, right? I wish I would have started learning about how to make money as a business owner and real estate uh, investor earlier in life. I thought that I needed money and credit and I needed to get my credit fixed first before I started to learn how to invest in real estate. That was a huge mistake, right? The truth is that learning about business ownership, getting a business started, getting some cash flow created, learning about business credit, that helped me repair the personal credit. Those are the things that made that have made the biggest difference in my life. And it was being open-minded and starting to trust people who had created wealth for themselves and were willing to share that truth with me. So I would, if I could look my 19 year old self in the eye, right? I would have started learning about real estate earlier and I would have given up my preconceived notions of what I thought to be true. Like I needed money and credit. So that's such great advice. Thank you so much, Bob. I love you, man. Thank you for your time and energy and effort that you're putting in here, uh, not just into our community, but into every single person that comes in contact with you. I I love that you are a value first person. You create value in every conversation. And I'm I'm always a better person for having an opportunity to talk to you. So thank you for being that pedestal in my life. I love you, man. Well, Brigham, and I'm proud of you. I've watched you grow and evolve, and I'm so proud of you for this new platform that you're creating and uh love to have you out it was an honor to have you stay in my home and work with me on that victorian project and oh it was an honor it ain't done yet so <laughs> yeah, i want some updates though because i mean that that's such a beautiful home i'm so excited for you to finish that it's so cool guys you you have no idea like the craftsmanship that he's been able to put into this it Follow Bob on, on Facebook if you want to have a story because he he is sharing some great stuff. So what once again- I got to get better at sharing my stuff on Facebook. I'm going to work on that, Brigham. Hey, no worries. Just just share what you're doing. I mean, honestly, the the quality of your your story is just in you taking action. You're, you're such a massive action taker that it's so, so cool to experience that in real time when I was there and also- just being, being around you. So thank, thanks again. And I'm excited to tune in with you on Saturday. You're always look forward to, to those events. Thank you so much. God bless everybody for, uh, for right. And there's my hat. Oh, right there. Be good to people. Absolutely. There you go. Be good to people. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Bob. Hey, take care guys. God bless. Yeah.